Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Brian Hartson wants to change the narrative, and the Auburn coach can do just that this week. It's Thursday, September 15th, and you're listening to the College Football Daily. I'm Brendan Marcello. Auburn is in need of a rebound after a tough couple of years on the Plains, and it gets an opportunity to lift those spirits when the Tigers host number 22 Penn State on Saturday. A win would give Harson a much-needed boost after a rocky start to his career on the Plains. His job was in limbo for more than a week in February when the university opened an investigation to his program and whether there was more to the unexpected departures of key assistant coaches and a handful of players. Rumors spread, Harson felt he and his family were attacked, and in the end, the university didn't find anything to Nefarious, so he kept his job. But the drama has not slowed down on the Plains. Athletics Director Alan Green, who hired Harson in December 2020, resigned in late August, and the Athletics Department is in turmoil as the future seems uncertain. Still, Harson has blinders on and has no interest in discussing the past and the uncertainty surrounding the program. He's moved on and wants wins to do the talking on the field. And a big opportunity awaits Saturday. Harson knows a victory against nationally ranked Penn State can change the tone about the Tigers and place this once-proud program back on track in the SEC. And so, with a coach intent on focusing on the here and now and not the past, I traveled to Auburn and chatted with Brian Harson to discuss the health of his program, the lessons he's learned as Auburn's head coach. He previewed Penn State and also discuss with me what he believes his Auburn football program will look like in two years. Coach Harson, thanks for joining us here. I, I, I uh, was driving in. I, I used to live here, and I see the construction, the dirt moving and everything. you got the football facility coming up. I know that's been a big thing that Auburn's been trying to get in place. And right. How much are you guys looking forward to getting into that? Yeah, well, that, that's huge for this program. And I can speak for the players that have been here. They want to get in it so bad that they told me that they will stop practice and move in when we get a chance to do that. So everybody's excited about it. You look at it now, and... It's beautiful on the outside, and when you walk inside now, you can start to really see it take shape. The details are happening. And what it is for us, right, it's a place to develop our players. It's a place to house this football team, and it's something that this program's needed, and it's going to be the best in the country. I mean, you go in there and you see what all the amenities that it has and all the things that we can do in that facility. You know, it just helps your football team get better. Obviously, people are going to enjoy being in there. It's going to help with recruiting. It's going to help the whole overall picture of where we're trying to go in this program. Sorry, so you're... 15 games into your tenure, when you look back at last season, even these first two games this season, is there a game or two you circle and like say the team was close to getting the identity that I wanted? Because for me, watching the games, the Arkansas game last year, the way you guys took yeah. the second half, is there any game that you really circle going, I really like the way we did that and that's where I want us to be? Yeah, there's a couple. I mean, I, I think even this Penn State game last year, we didn't win the game, but I think there was a lot of good things that we did um, just in that environment as well. 
But you go back to the LSU game. I thought that was a game, and I knew that Auburn hadn't beat him at LSU. So we knew all that going into it, but I thought our team fought really hard in that football game and found a way to win. I did think the Arkansas game was one overall, just defensively, offensively, special teams that we really put it together. And the second half was, like you said, it was one that, that we felt really good, that we were in command, that we could you know execute the way we wanted to. And, and everybody was playing and, and just kind of clicking on all cylinders, which is what you want to see. So those two really stand out. And there was plenty of games along the way, too. We did some good things you know, didn't finish, you know, the way we wanted to at the end of the year. So you look back at last year's team, you can learn from that. Now apply it to where we are right now and moving forward and obviously going into a big week against Penn State. You know, what have we learned and then how's that going to look as we play in this game? So how much do you think the program has changed just in the time you faced Penn State early last season to where it is now? Well, I think, you know, I think the connection is better. I think the chemistry, the camaraderie, I think the relationships, you know, all that, just the stuff that takes time to really build. And, you know, I've said this before, coming in during COVID, you know, you're not doing all the same things that you normally do. And so we got all that pushed back a little bit and we finally got a chance to really start doing things as a team, to start bonding, and then also building this program the way we want to. And I think we're, as a team, we're more disciplined than we were. And that's a good thing. I think we're a lot further along in our schemes and our development and the things that we want to be as a football team. Uh, And I think the accountability on this football team has improved. And I think that's because of the leadership that we have. And, you know, the guys that came back, the guys that decided to be here playing their sixth year, fifth year, whatever it is, those guys have really stepped up and have really helped lead this program. Owen Papo, John Samuel Shanker, Derek Hall, you know, just those three guys right there as captains have made a big difference. So to me, that's where we are in our program as far as just development, leadership, accountability, all those things that really matter. And I think it's translating on the field and hopefully it continues that way through the season. I know you had to deal with some injuries along the offensive line and everything. How do you feel about your your team and the way you've been able to build it in the trenches going into this game? Yeah, yeah, we did. We dealt with some injuries. Um, Not having Nick Brahms out there, you know, that was a big one. He tried to come back, did everything he could. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, football has ended for him. And, and we all know it does at some point, never on our time. But I do think guys have stepped up. And I, I think, you know, Brahms has helped too. But I think guys have stepped up. I think the O-line understands that, you know, we want to be a physical run team. Uh, it's important that we establish that. All right, well, they're the ones that are going to get it done. And we got some really good tailbacks behind them. So if we can go do those things up front, then, you know, we're going to be able to be successful running the football. And I think they've taken a lot of pride in that from what they did since January until now, the work they put in the weight room, the work they put in on the field, you know, it's showing up. It's got to continue, but I'm really proud of those guys for how hard they push themselves. You're in the early goings. You've played two quarterbacks, TJ Finley and Robbie Ashford. I'm asking, obviously, give away what you're going to do against Penn State, but how do you feel about those guys and the, the roles they play? And, and I guess just for listeners and viewers, you might not have seen it. How do they complement each other? What's what's different about the team? Yeah, well, both have played, and you know, I think TJ. I've said this. I think TJ is is uh, he understands the game really well. He picks things up very quickly. Uh, I think he sees things really well leading into practices, leading into the the things we're trying to install and implement in the game plan. You know, he can make plays too. You know, that's that's one thing he showed that too. You know, he did some things last game, improvised, and uh, and got us uh, some conversions on fourth downs. And, and Robbie's coming on. You know, Robbie from spring, I think he's really developed as a thrower. Uh, he's athletic. I think he's very intelligent. He picks things up quickly. He's got a good feel out there. And so both guys are in this progression right now where you just see him each and every week getting a little bit better. 
And the reason why we utilize both is we think they both deserve to play. You know, and that's one thing that go back, you know, I played quarterback and, and kind of go back to how our offense when I was the coordinator was developed. We always felt like if you deserve to play, we'll find you a role and what happens to be the quarterback position. And, you know, we're not trying to go back and forth every single play, but both guys have done some good things, deserve to be on the field and they can help us win. So, you know, we're going to utilize their talent and, uh, and try to put them out there to help us achieve our goal. Penn State's got a quarterback that feels like he's been there since 2002. Uh, and Sean Clifford, yeah. he's healthy now. And you got to see a little bit of the healthy of him last year. What's that offense you think look like for Penn State this year compared to what it was last year? Because obviously they lost some big weapons, especially a receiver, but sure. they've got that run game going now with a very talented freshman, Nick Singleton. Well, I think first of all, scheme-wise, they do a really good job. Uh, I think they're well-coached. And you can tell they know what they're doing. And their quarterback, he's a veteran. He's a very good player. He makes good decisions. And he's talented. He's got a great arm. Uh, I think he's a really good player. And we got to see some of that last year. So, you know, what you have to do against them, I mean, you got to you got to be in your spot, right? you you got to know your assignments. you got to do your job. Uh, they're going to make you do that. And, you know, there are also some good players on the perimeter now. I know they lost a few players, but I think those wideouts are pretty good. You know, they can win some one-on-ones. And so we got to do a great job defending that. we got to be in the right spots. Um, they play fast. They play physical. And, you know, that's their style. So on the defensive side, you gotta, you got to match that. And, you know, we're working hard on that to make that happen throughout the week. But um, overall, you know you're playing a good team. and You know you're playing guys that have proven themselves. And you know that they're going to go out there and have a good game plan. And you got to have yourself ready to play. No, you take it day by day, week by week. This is a big game. It's one of the bigger games of the week. And a win can catapult the team, of course. What what do you think this game means for, say, the next few weeks as you try to build towards something special? Sure, yeah. I mean, this is a big game. This is the one everybody's been talking about, right? We try to focus on the first two games, and everybody's kind of skipped over that and got to Penn State. And I think our, our team did a really good job focusing on Mercer focusing on San Jose State. We knew we would get to Penn State. But these are the games, you know, you want to play in. And, you know, it's a 2:30 game at our house. Um, you got a really good football team coming in. We're going to have a great week of prep. You know, we want to be ready to play. We want to play our best football. You got 88,000 people out there watching, 4 million, 5 million people watching on TV. You know, so it's one of those games that you know um, you want to go out there and perform well. And so you want to have a great week of prep. You want to put yourself in a position to go out there and for four hours play your best football. And in order to win a game like this, I think you have to. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And so, you know, I'm excited for our guys. I'm excited to coach in this game. I'm excited for our players to play in this game. And I'm looking forward to just having a good week and making sure our guys are ready to go on Saturday. What were your lessons learned from the game last season? I mean, obviously it's different. You're on the road and that was crazy. Yeah. But tight yeah. game, what, what did you learn about it? Yeah, well, I mean, it's a tight game. You know, those are games that you got to find a way to win. And you know, we didn't do that, unfortunately, but I think we learned a lot. And I think along the way, you know, it wasn't just one play at the end or two plays at the end. It's, it's all these little plays, you know, all these little assignments that happen throughout the game. And, you know, when you're playing a good football team, all those little things matter. So it goes right back to the details. And so, you know, we are at home. We'd have to deal with the crowd like we did there. However, you're still playing a good football team. So you got to make sure that you know what you're doing. You got to make sure you handle your business. You, you know, you are detailed as a player. And, 
And then you go out there and, and you perform. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I think that's, that's why we've all played. That's why we love playing is, you know, you do all this work so you can go out there and, and you can have that kind of performance against a really good team. And, um, I think our players want that. I think they crave that. I think they want to be out there in that environment. Uh, I know they're looking forward to it. And from what I've seen from this team, I know they're going to work really hard to have themselves ready to go so that we can perform against this team. When you look ahead, I mean, you guys got, I mean, some would say the heart, the hardest schedule <clears throat> in college football this season. You start with five straight home games and the back half's really difficult. But we talk about building momentum. Is this a game that builds momentum for the rest of the season? Is it this, could this be a pivotal moment, you think, in year two? Well, I think every game does. I mean, you start stacking those wins, right? You start to build momentum. Uh, but certainly, it's game three. You, you want to continue that. You know, we've been fortunate enough to win the first two. You want to continue that momentum. You want to keep building. But it's also, uh, it's the win, but it's also the standard that you're trying to create on your own football team. All right. I think the players are developing a standard for how we want to do things. That creates momentum. You know, wins just continues to help you build that that momentum for the standards and all the things that you want to do as a team. But overall, every game, right? I think of it that way. And I and I look at our schedule and I said this at Media Days. I'm not sure in the SEC who has an easy schedule. It's all hard. Every team is good. We knew once this season started that every single opponent that we play, it just gets better and better and better every single week. And so you know, we talk about it every day, right? You said, yeah, we focus on the day-to-day, being 1-0. We also talk about getting better every single day and every single week. So if that's really what we're about, then we should see that as we go through the season. And, you know, we have to be prepared for it because it's not going to get any easier. And, you know, I don't think we expect that. I think we expect ourselves to be better each and every week. Much more with Auburn coach Brian Harson after these messages. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes! So, obviously, you, you're probably not sitting around watching games, obviously, because you've got, you've got coaching to do and preparation work. But this past week is one of the craziest we've seen probably in the last 15 years. Oh, yeah. Too, yeah. With the upsets. Yeah. What's your takeaway with from that? The players are talking about it. Does it come up? Sure. What do you guys talk about how do you direct that? Sure. To well, teaching moment, maybe. It really is. I mean, I, I went back and uh, I listened to some of the press conferences uh, of the teams that got beat that should have won. You know, and and I say that because. You know, that, that's really, it's what people think before the game's ever played, like this should happen. And the reality of it is that's why you play the game. Because for those four hours, all you have to be is the best team. And you saw some of those upsets, but those teams played well. They had confidence. Uh, I think they played within themselves and, and they did what, what they do best, right? Whatever their strengths are, they went out there and they, and they executed them. And that's the, the thing about football. You know, sometimes, I mean, it's, it's always about, you know, the talent and some other things like that. What's well, still about the team. It's still about coming together and executing and doing your job and the coaching and all the little things that, that everybody says really does matter in that three and a half, four hour window. So uh, I've seen it, you know, being the team that, 
you know, they should go out there and win. I've also been on the other side where you're the underdog coming in and, and that's your Super Bowl. And, you know, it's, you're going in there just to play free, cut it loose and have fun and, and, uh, and go play your best football. And you've seen teams do that. And, and the one thing, this goes back probably 10, 12 years, but I heard a player that played in the NFL that uh, came back and talked to our, our team when I was at Boise State. And he said, football will humble you. And so you just got to, every single week, you got to be prepared to go out there and, and play your best. And just because what you did the week before doesn't mean that's all going to happen the next. So you go back through the process, you prepare yourself again, and, and you try to go play your best football each and every Saturday. Because if you don't, you know, somebody might, and, and that's where those games show up. And that's why they had the weekend that we had this last week. Was there one game that just stood out to you that's just kind of crazy? To me, it's App State losing their biggest game ever at home that they were hyping up against UNC. Sure. They go on the road and beat yeah. the top six team in Texas State yeah. after dealing with all that emotion. It's crazy. Well, yeah, that was a big one. And for exactly those reasons, right? Just what they went through the week before. Because you always think there's a letdown, and, and they didn't have that. Um, you know, just the opposite. You know, they found a way. I think they probably looked at that game, said coulda, woulda, shoulda, and then they went and put all that work in to go make it happen against Texas A&M. I thought Marshall, Notre Dame, I thought that was one. Uh, and the only reason I paid more attention to that is we played Marshall when I was at Boise. And I know how hard they play. I know how physical they are. I know what type of team they are. And, and they gave us fits too. You know, and that's one of the teams that I got a lot of respect for. So just watching, just watching some of those games and, and seeing how they played out. It just reminds you, right, why why you do what you do every week and, and why you pay attention to all the little things and, and why you have to, you know, people say it, but why you have to trust the process and, and truly kind of focus on that one and oh each and every week because you never know what's going to happen. And if you skip steps, you know, you don't know what's going to happen on Saturday. And I'm not saying teams did that, but that's that's the reality of what we do. And you got to be ready every single week. Did Texas Bama remind you at all of the way the Iron Bowl turned out? And it obviously but I mean, it was a tight yeah. game. Yeah, it just seemed to be yeah. so well played on both sides, and yeah, it really was. I I, I watched almost all that game yeah. and, and being at Texas for a couple of years, so I know you'd be in there, and and uh, yeah, I'm always been a Texas fan, you know, since I've been there, and, and so I've always watched them. I thought they played really hard. I know what Bama is. I know they're a good football team, and and that was a hell of a game. I mean, both teams just back and forth, and defenses were playing great. And so as you looked at it, yeah, there was a lot of similarities. Tight ball game kind of comes down to the end. And, uh, you know, Alabama finds a way to go win the football game. So um, that's another one, you know, which which goes to show you, right? Teams show up every single week to play. So, you know, you better be ready and, and you better be focused. And, you know, you got to go out there and find a way to, to perform better, hopefully, than you did the week before to get it done. All right. So where do you think, I mean, obviously, we know where you want your team to be at the end of the season. Sure. Where do you see this program, <clears throat> say, in 2000? 24 or 2025 because when people say Auburn they think of SEC championships in the national picture sure where, where are you in two or three years yeah well I think that's the vision and and this place has done it you know that's one of the things this place has won national championships before it's played in national championship games I think players and people want to be here you know when they come on campus you just get a different feel and that's one thing when you play in Jordan Hare Stadium uh, I mean, to me, I think it's the best environment in college football. I really do. And 
So I think when people come on campus, you know, there's that feel to Auburn. And now as we go out there and get a chance to play and, and put some, you know, put our football team on display and go do some really positive things, I think that's going to build momentum. All right. And I think we're going to get some players here that want to be a part of this, that, that will believe in what we're doing and obviously can play, but are the kind of people that we want to have in our program. And, and I see this place when you get the right people to be a part of what we're doing. You keep building. We get everybody pulling in the same direction. This is a special place and it can do really great things like it has done in the past, but it can do it consistently. I think it can be sustainable at a place like this because, you know, we do have a new facility. You know, there is that support. This is a great place to live. It is a great place to be a student and a student athlete. And we have an environment that everybody wants to play in and you're in the SEC. You know, I think it's the, it's the best football there is. So those things to me, you know, that was a big reason why I came here. You know, you looked at it and you're going, all right, there's so much here that is positive that if you can bring it all together, you can create something really special. And so I think that's the direction that we're going. That's the vision that we have. And getting everybody moving that direction is, is the key to the success part for that to happen. Do you feel like you have the, the nucleus now to get that? <clears throat> because when you're in year one, it's just about getting everybody on track, yeah. making sure everybody wants to be together. Do you feel that everybody's kind of on the same track now within the program, within on your football team, your staff? And Yeah, I think we're moving that way. I really do. I think, you know, it takes time. It takes time to just implement yeah. all the things that, you know, we believe in and that we want to do. Uh, and at the same time, too, you know, also bring in some of the things that have been done here as well. I mean, this place, there's a lot of positive things here as well that I've really enjoyed, you know, learning and adding into what we do in our program. So I think it's, you know, getting all the pieces together, putting that puzzle together the right way, and then getting everybody pulling in the same direction. You know, to me, that's that's the key to any program. You know, when, when you have the right people in your program, when you have people believing in what you're doing and, and everybody's pushing in the same direction, I think that's the key to achieving, you know, really lofty goals that we have. We talk about national championships. We talk about SEC championships. I mean, those, that's talking about being the best of the best. And in order to do that, it really takes everybody being all in with that vision, that direction and what we're trying to accomplish. I ask every coach this in every, every interview now. Who is a coach out there, doesn't matter what level, assistant, could even be an analyst or anybody that you really kind of go, wow, I'm very interested in what they have to say. And you've made it a point to pay attention to whatever they're saying or how they're handling their own business, whether it's college football, NFL, even high school guys, because it's amazing the type of answers I've I've been getting. Is it someone out there that's really sticking out to you? Gosh, there's so many good coaches out there. and, And I pay attention to quite a few of them. I don't know if I have necessarily just one. You know, some of the, some of those coaches in the NFL, um, Andy Reid is one, you know, that I've always, uh, I've admired. And I think, you know, what he's done offensively, I've, I've watched that. I've watched what the Chiefs have done, kind of watched his career. And what I see from him, and I don't know him, just watching him on the sideline. I mean, from a player's standpoint, they seem to have tremendous respect for him. I think his coaches have tremendous respect for him. I think he's obviously got a great football mind to be able to do what he's done. And so he's one. Sean McVay is another one that I've actually had some experience being around and getting to know. And, you know, young guy, a lot of energy, extremely intelligent. But I've been to a few practices, you know, when I was back at Boise. I got a chance to, to go there and, and watch those guys practice. And it's an NFL team. And you see guys that hustle from field to field. Right, these guys are are the best of the best. All right, but they still they run from one field to another. They work on their craft. They're focused on the little details. Um, they listen. You know, you watch the team come up 
and no one's looking around. No one's kind of doing their own thing. They're all really locked into what he has to say. And I got to see that before they ever were Super Bowl champions. And you just knew, like, when you left that practice, you're like, I don't know what's going to happen, but this team is really good. You know, they go get Matthew Stafford, and you can see what, what happened there. But, you know, those two guys have, have stood out, and I think they're, they're two that are, are doing it at a very high level. They've obviously got really good players, but the chemistry of the team – the way they play, the way they handle themselves on the sideline, the way things, when they're good or bad, you know, just how they stay pretty neutral is really impressive to me. Well, it's amazing, especially with Andy Reid doing it for 20-something years. Right. And it's the consistent success. Right. And in different spots, and obviously he's evolved, and it's always been kind of half-step ahead of the curve in a lot of ways. Yeah. He seems to be. I mean, I know when uh, he was fired from Philadelphia, all right, goes to Kansas City, and then all of a sudden, right? I mean, just there, there's innovation, there's creativity, there's fun in what he's doing. Their guys play hard, they fly around. I mean, it just, it looks like a football team that you want to be a part of. And, and I felt the same way with, with the Rams, you know, and all those coaches. I mean, there's some really good ones in the NFL and college and all that, but those two stand out and just seeing NFL teams and the best players playing like that and, and how they, they seem to operate as a team on game day. I mean, that's impressive to me. My thanks to Brian Harson for taking time out of his busy week to sit down with 24-7 Sports. And thanks to Auburn Sports Information Director Kirk Sampson for the access. For my producer, Lance Glenn, this is Brandon Marcello. Thank you for listening to the College Football Daily. We'll see you down the road. begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. 